Hello, and welcome to the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe, a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. This morning at 2 a.m., I turned in a Writer for Hire project that I have been working on for the last three weeks. Now, I did take a couple days off at Easter, and I took maybe two or three more days over the course of these last three weeks. Other than that, I have literally been absorbed in this Writer for Hire project for about 12 to 14 hours per day, every day. So my brain is mush. (laughs) However, I'm really happy with it, and it's exciting to be able to work as a Writer for Hire. And it's not easy, it's hard. It's a lot of hard work, but it's fun too. And I was really proud of the work I did on this project. Now I was rewriting it. I wasn't actually writing it from scratch. So that helped. And that's why I was able to do a three week turnaround. However, what I thought would be interesting on this podcast is to talk to you all about how to give yourself the best chance of being rehired as a writer for hire. Because the fact of the matter is, for many writers, this is how we actually make a living, by being hired by others to write. And this is true in the movie business, as well as in the publishing business. I know a lot of really strong writers whose sole job it is to help people who aren't writers to write a book. And they come alongside them and they get all their ideas. They organize it appropriately. They write the ideas up in a way that sounds really good for the written word. Because let's face it, it is different when you speak versus when you write. And so these are people that make it look pretty and package it. And they write the book basically for those people, even though it's the other people's ideas. And that is one solid way that a lot of writers that I know make a living as a writer. Now in the entertainment industry, it works much the same way. In fact, you may be surprised to learn that I have never actually sold an original screenplay. I've written them and they've been part of what has helped me to get the jobs that I've gotten, but I've never actually sold one. Now I have produced several of my own projects myself And a lot of these have been short projects and you have to write them because the truth of the matter is that's how you learn. So it's not quite the same as say self-publishing when you produce your own projects. It's more like on the job training because every time I've produced a short, for example, of something I've written, I become a better writer because being on the set, being in the filmmaking process helps me to know how to write better for that process. So there's all sorts of things that we learn, but the point is I have never actually sold an original screenplay. And it's important to note, it's not because they weren't good. It's just that in the entertainment industry, most of the people that are in a position to be able to buy your screenplay already have ideas, already have stories, already have a plan for what they want to put their money into in terms of producing particular projects. And certainly they already know what is going to be marketable. So usually the best way to make a living in the entertainment industry is to be a writer for hire. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes these writer for hire gigs are one-offs, meaning it's an individual who's hiring me for a particular project. Or in the case of one of my friends, that's a writer in the book writing arena. 
where it's a particular speaker or a particular pastor that has one particular idea that they want to package and put into a book. It's a one-off. They're not going to be rehired by that person over and over again. However, in a lot of cases, it isn't an individual or a one-off project. It is a company that has multiple projects that are always in the works. And so they're always looking for a writer for hire. And so that's what we're addressing in this podcast, because I want to talk to you about how you can continue to get rehired as a writer for hire by these companies, since that is one of the primary ways that you can make a living. So how do you give yourself the best chance of getting recurring work from one of these companies? And the thing is, it's actually relatively simple. Now it's not easy, but it is simple. There are basically only three things that you need to put yourself into a position where you are most likely to get rehired. There are three things that you need to be able to do. Number one, you need to be fast. Number two, you need to be good. And number three, you need to be nice. So what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, when I talk about number one, be fast, I'm talking about no matter what the schedule is, you need to be able to deliver a project in a certain time frame that is reasonable for the client. You don't have the luxury of spending five years writing something. You have to be able to write it in a particular period of time that is reasonable for the project and that is also suitable to your client's needs. You need to be pretty fast. You can't take forever to write somebody's project. You have to get pretty good at going pretty fast. And if you aren't fast, then you have to put in more time. And by the way, I'm a real perfectionist when it comes to my work. I want it to be excellent. So that's why I end up spending 12 to 14 hours per day writing on a project because I want it to be good. I labor over it. I labor. And sometimes I labor too long and it makes me mad at myself. Nevertheless, the point is you still have to turn it around in a relatively short period of time. Now, not only though, under number one, be fast, you also have to meet the deadlines. That's super important. You have to be able to meet your client's deadlines. You have to finish it on time. So you need to figure out when you set the schedule, when the drafts are due, and then it's your job to meet those deadlines. Now there is a caveat to that, which I will come back to, but let's go on to number two. You need to be good. And this is pretty self-explanatory. And this is what this whole entire podcast has been about from day one. We need to be excellent at the work that we do. We cannot be mediocre. We have to be all in, we have to be committed, and it has to be good. When we turn in a draft, and granted, we're going to make mistakes, so we always have to leave room for human error, but in so far as you are able, you should do a spell check. You should reread your own work and make sure that there aren't any glaring mistakes or words missing. There's so many times when I'll even read my own work back and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm missing a bunch of words. I wrote so fast, I missed words. Set them in my head, they never made it to the page. 
And so I have to make sure that those are in there. And you have to edit. You have to edit your own work before you turn it in. You want it to not be overly wordy. You want it to be clear and concise. You want to make sure that every single sentence that you write communicates what you need it to. So you need to be good. We need to be excellent. We need to have ideas. We need to be able to come up with ideas that are going to meet the client's needs. Which brings me to the next point that is probably one of the most important things when it comes to being good or being seen as good by the client. And that is you need to figure out what they want and what they need and then you need to deliver it. Too many times writers start arguing with the people that have hired them. Because let's face it, we get invested in our work and that's a good thing. We should. But they're the ones who are paying for it and it is your job to deliver it. Now, yes, there are diplomatic ways for you to talk to them about how you might tweak their idea or how you're not sure about this particular thing. But at the end of the day, it is your job to deliver what they've asked you to deliver. So you need to know what it is that they want. That is one of the most important things in terms of being excellent. So it's pretty self-explanatory in terms of the do excellent work part, but the really important part is to make sure you deliver what they need. Okay. Number three, be nice. What do I mean by that? I just simply mean be easy to work with. This is so very important. Now I'm going to be candid with you. I have been fired before. (laughs) I have been fired from writer for hire jobs because I was young and I was too invested in somebody else's idea in their project. And I argued with them about what should happen in the story. And they deemed me as not easy to work with because I was arguing. Now I thought I was just being passionate because I am. But that's not how it read. It read that I am difficult to work with. It read that I am difficult to work with because I wasn't able to take their notes. That is one of the most important things. When I say be easy to work with, what I really mean is take their notes. Don't be precious. Don't hold on to your words as if it's precious. It's not even your idea. You're a writer for hire. So listen to the notes. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't ask for clarity or if they give you a note that absolutely contrasts to something that you feel is essential or important to the story, it doesn't mean that you can't bring it up. But how you bring it up is very important. And usually I advise that you do it in the form of a question. So for example, If I have been given a note, say that, Hey, I need you to get rid of this character because they don't show up until, you know, the end and they're not really that important to the story, blah, blah, blah. And we need to save money on actors. But I have in mind that this character is actually really, really important to the story for this reason or this reason. What I don't want to do is argue with them. That's the last thing I want to do. I'm not going to argue. What I'm going to do is phrase it as a question. I'm going to say, Ooh, that's a good note. I do have a question about that though. I was thinking that this character would actually 
be the guy that we were supposed to meet in the bar who did this. And actually he's the bad guy at the end. So that's where I was thinking, is that not what you were thinking? And then they're going to say one of two things. They're going to say, no, he's not the bad guy actually. Oh, okay, great. Then I'll, um, you know, I'll do what you said. Or they might go, oh, oh, I see. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Scratch that. Oh, okay. And so now I'm still easy to work with. And in fact, they got to be the one to make the call and I didn't argue with them. I put it in their hands. That makes me easy to work with. That makes me easy to hire again because I take notes. Now, the other part of being easy to work with is communication. You want to be able to tell people, here's where I'm at. Here's what's happening with the story right now. Or here are the questions I'm struggling with. Or, hey, you gave me this note, but I'm really struggling with this. Can I ask some follow-up questions? Or whatever the case may be. Or, hey, listen, I didn't expect my dad to come to town this weekend. I'm going to need a couple more days. Is that possible? You know, things like that. Uh, you just want to be able to communicate with them. You don't want them to have to track you down once they've hired you. You don't want them to have to check in and say, Hey, how's it coming? I haven't heard from you. You want to be able to give them sort of a regular update. Now, remember before I said I would get back to this meet your deadline thing. And I said I would come back to that because the truth of the matter is, If you could do all three of these things all the time, you would absolutely get hired all the time. If you were a person who did all three of these things, why wouldn't they hire you? My goodness, you would be like liquid gold to them. You would be like the best, most valuable asset on the planet. So be fast, be good, be nice. Those three things will make you an incredibly desirable and sought after writer for hire. However, the truth is you only need two. You only need two of those. You strive for three, but if you're excellent and you're easy to work with, but you miss your deadlines, they might still work with you because they know that at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it because your product is so excellent and you're so easy to work with. If you meet your deadlines and you're really easy to work with, but it's not necessarily excellent, but they have somebody else who can punch that up in house, they might work with you. If you're really fast and really good, but you're a jerk, they might work with you. So the truth is, You can get away with two, but you should always strive for three. Now, here's the thing. Just because I've said you only need two doesn't mean that you should deliberately let one go. Your job as a writer for hire is to consistently do all three of these things. You need to be fast, which means you need to get your stuff in on time. You need to be good. By the time you turn it in, it should just be awesome. And you should be nice, meaning you should be easy to work with. So if you can do those three things, you will have a thriving career as a writer for hire. All right. Well, I hope that this has been helpful. If you have any comments or questions about anything that I've said in this podcast, do feel free to reach out to me on my email or 
There is a link on the podcast page of our website, thestorytellersmission.com, if that sounds like something you'd be interested in. Thank you so much for listening to The Storyteller's Mission with Zena Delwell. May you go forth inspired to change the world for the better through story.